This podcast is proudly brought to you by the McLaren Vale Grape Wine and Tourism Association, supporting growers in the McLaren Vale wine region. Welcome to Crop Watch for Vintage um, 2023. I'm James Hook. And I'm Jill Gordon-Smith. We're back. Um, we're uh, about 1% through harvest. There's been a small amount of sparkling base picked. So, yep, and um, everything should start to take off in the next week. Yeah, we've had uh, particularly hot weather. So um, if it's your first time listening to um, the Crop Watch podcast, we basically go through the season in real time. So you and I are ducking a, a hot north wind. We've gotten in, into, into the car just so we don't have a lot of wind noise in, in the background. And to get away from what is already quite a yeah, hot day. Today it feels like it'll, it'll get to 40. Um, what we've had so far this season is, is spring was the third of the La Nina seasons in a row. And it was the strongest La Nina season. So we had, did have the most rain. But really since December, we've gone straight back into a typical South Australian ripening pattern. It's been dry and it's been warm. Not super hot until this last little period. Yeah, and so we haven't had the same heat spikes that we've had in previous vintages. But you, you got the feeling that from here um, there may be some more, some more heat. Coming, yeah. yeah, and I think definitely in the next couple of years we're going to go back into go back this into water. it. So what we've come out to today is actually to have a look at um, a promising grape variety. Um, so we've had a look at Fiano planted next door to Shiraz. So Shiraz we're very familiar with as a, as a region. It's our most, most common grape. Grapes, Sixty yep. percent um, of all vineyards are Shiraz. But Fiano is like an emerging variety. Now, James, this has really come into um, our notice within the last 10, maybe 15 years with Coriol's Fiano plantings. Why do you think Fiano, like we've looked at this vineyard, why do you think Fiano works really well in the Vale? Um, well, we've had two hot days and that still tastes of really fresh acid. It was, it the acid. really lemony and zesty. Absolutely, yeah. the acid was crisp and fresh. And the skins, of course, Fiano being a thick skin variety. Yeah, um, still strong still skin. Strong I can actually still taste it now. Me We've too. been in the car for a few minutes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, whereas if you compared that to a Chardonnay vineyard, that would taste like at best melon today. Yes. And at worst. And at worst. Sugar. Sugar, yeah. So a really promising variety. Now, how much do we actually have planted in the Vale? Uh, we're now getting over the 40 hectare mark. So it's becoming um, quite significant. Yeah, I guess if you were talking five, certainly ten years ago, it wasn't planted all through the region, whereas now there are blocks of Fiano in Blewett Springs, in um, at Corio, obviously, traditionally set up there. Uh, we're, we're in McLaren Vale, the town, on the outskirts of the town today. And then all the way down through into Wollonga and now Aldinga have Fiano. So all through the different districts of the, of the region. And because you're seeing that, you're beginning to see it on different soil types, under different climate conditions. And we're starting to see some really different examples of Fiano, starting to differentiate between the, the Fianos being made in the region. But one overarching, uh, I suppose, positive is that beautiful high acidity, that really lovely crunchy fruit, and it's making really drinkable, lovely wines. Mm, so that, that fruit there was what it says on the box. It was crunchy Absolutely. and it was fresh and it was um, not sunburned either. It's an no. important thing. There are some growers who express a disappointment in its yields though. Okay. Um, in that they're not getting, um, I guess, white 
yields. So, so traditionally we would like more yield from a white vineyard because it helps with the, um, being blunt, it helps with cash flow for a great yeah. grower. Um, sometimes the costs of white vineyard are a little bit higher. Um, usually more irrigation, more fertiliser. And do you think, can I ask you, what do you think is the reason behind that? Because well, I, with those lower yields. I wondered if it's not quite as water water tolerant as as um, it's thought to be. So it does, does have an irrigation need. Okay. But then we can't. You sort of everyone's going to have to make that up on a case by case basis because here we're looking at it next door to Shiraz. Yes, Shiraz being a very efficient um, user of water, relatively speaking, certainly compared to a lot of stuff they grow around the world. And I'd say the canopy actually, in some ways, almost looks better in the Fiano. And that's your understanding of Fiano it globally. Is, globally, absolutely. Um, I think the quality of the Fiano fruit, though, is pretty amazing, even though the, the yields are small. The fruit, the fruit is, as far as flavour goes, beautiful flavour, beautiful acidity. Um, so yeah, it's hard as a grape grower, you need to get rewarded for you that. You do though. need to get rewarded. Yeah. So this is the balance, isn't yeah. it? So do you think that with as we become more familiar with viticulturally, with growing Fiano, adapt and try new techniques, um, this, can, this can improve? Uh, yeah, I think probably the knowledge of like cane pruning yeah, um, which is, and, and we were knowledge of the irrigation that, of it. Yeah. That cane pruning is something they would use more often in Italy. And um, I mean, some of these, how old is this vineyard that we're sitting in now? Uh, it's only been grafted for about three years, yeah. three seasons. So yeah. it's still yeah. got some time. Yeah. And, and there's going to be more of those blocks come on because we're at a crossroads as an industry. We're facing, you know, some oversupply issues. Um, it makes sense as a region to have a white wine grape variety. Absolutely. That's suited to our climate. To our climate because, you know, it is something, you know, we, we really need. And um, we've been trying for a long time. I think we tried with Vermentino. Um, and I think for me personally, Fiano has far more character and and has a sort of better flavours. So that that's that's a, a, prom that's a promising. Variety. It is really promising yeah. variety, but yeah. let's see. As yeah. as always, yeah. Um, it's boots on the ground. The let's see what happens. The market and, decides, and how the market decides. So from here, um, we're now really lucky. We're going to jump out of the car, and we're going to go and have a look at. We're going to look at um, Negro Amaro, Nero Diavolo, Sagrantino, which is a very rare grape in South Australia. Yes. Um, and also a couple other ones, and we'll report back on how they look. Fantastic, we'll do it. Okay, Jill and I are back, um, back in the car. We've had a quick walk around in this hot north wind. Absolutely, now we're sweltering in the car, <laughs> so the uh, sun is uh, biting. Yeah, it's only 10 past it's eight. 10 past eight. Um, so we, uh, we've looked at, in very quick time, we've looked at... Um, Negro Amaro, Uva di Troia. We've looked at um, Nero Diablo. Yeah. Aglianico. Alianico. Mm. Oh, what's the... Yeah, it's hard yeah. to pronounce these things. Nero Davola, Alianico. 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 Bene. Uh, Sagrantino. Sagrantino. And Vermentino. And Vermentino, yes. Really interesting, James, that you brought me here because everything is side by side so we can have a look at these grapes You can look together. at them just as grapes together. So when we walked around the Vermentino, which was the only white here, yeah. that was... Um, quite close to being right. Yes. Uh, that looked 
that looked like as a as an interesting alternative to the uh, whites we grow. Yes, absolutely, a fresh, crisp style. It is big bunched. It is so big bunched. It does look like that would be a natural uh, yielding grape, yep. which is, is is always attractive to grape growers when they have a nice big bunch. But it, it's not a big bunch in the same way that like a Chenin Blanc or a or a um, Sauvignon Blanc or a Chardonnay get where it's really tight. Yeah. Those bunches are, are much looser, so you can see that that's better for, for disease, pressure. disease pressure. Yeah. So I like the look of it like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the look looks great for grape growing. Flavour-wise, I don't think it has the same um, flavours or sort of depth of flavour that Fiano has. So less of a quality but a... Yeah, but really... Looks like a great grape to grow to grow here if you are, if you want something that's you know good yielding and is fresh and crisp. So then we went and looked at the reds. So the Nero Diablo was particularly interesting. The Nero Diablo was fantastic. I think that was that that has you know again it's late ripening, thick skin, drought tolerant, but the flavours were, were good, yeah. really solid flavours and very versatile. It's grape. interesting that you say it's late ripening because next to Next well, to the, yeah, next to the Aglianico and the and the um, and the Negro Maro, it would it's going to be the first one picked out of those three. Yes, because it's, it's the definitely the right. I mean, but we're talking yeah. about grapes that all right, yeah, late, really late, and yeah. Aglianico especially. That is important though, because like um, Grenache is a late ripening grape, yes, but Mavedra is even later, yeah. And then Montepulciano is even is later, even later. Than that, and there yeah. is an important difference. Like you can easily say, oh, they're all late ripening, but there's but there's those yeah there's timelines timelines different yeah the timelines different. Um, so I would conclude that side by side that that um, that Nero is going to be the first ripening, first of, these, ripening. of these late of these, varieties, yeah. okay. which is an advantage. It's always Absolutely. good to have it in the winery. Good to have it in and makes fantastic wines in a really good variety of styles, from you know more. Um, from lighter style rosés through to more serious style wines. And it ages really well. Interestingly, it's not got the aging potential of Shiraz, for, as far as I'm concerned, but, you know, looking at some of them around five or six, seven years old, they're still really lovely wines. Aglianico. Oh, I've got to say it right. Alianico. Yeah. Alianico. I've got to get rid of that. Is yeah. that good? Yeah. Alianico. Alianico. That has got a lot of attention. Oh, amazing, great variety. Um, it does look like it's going to be a while till it's ripe on this site. Absolutely. Yeah, so it'd be, it would be very interesting to cross-check that with, say, um, what's happening at the Leesk's Vineyard on San Road, oh, which is where the Bush and King wine came yes, from. Yes, that would so be I might, really good to have a look at that. I might try and um, do that and do an update. Yeah, that'd be just great. give you an idea about what the, what the difference yeah, is. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fantastic. Because it is it is a really look. The hardest thing about Alianico is pronouncing it. But the grape variety itself is fantastic. Ah, it's a little bit like Grenache, though, with downing mildew. Yeah, and you, you, you yeah, pointed that out to me. Out. You showed me yeah. um, with the with the disease. Yeah. Now, down is a rare-ish disease in our region. It's very periodical. Yeah. So I don't think that's a black mark against it as a variety. Yeah. It's just something that if people are getting into it, they need to They've understand got to be aware. That, that it's got higher disease pressure than if they're just used to growing Cabernet. Yes. Cabernet Sauvignon, I think. But, uh, but as a grape, I think it has, you know, a definite potential... And it does. Some of the Alianicos that we've tried that, you know, I think Steve Panel makes a great one and um, Bryony Hoare from Beach Road has always made a really good Alianico. You know, it is a lovely grape variety. There's not more than 20 hectares of it planted yet, but okay. there's a chance that there will be. But, yeah. So 
Nera Davila, how many hectares planted have Well, that one's about? now in the between 20 and 40 hectares. So that's it's getting been serious. Yeah, it's getting more serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, with the Alianico, you said about 20 hectares. Yeah. Sagrantino, I mean, that had a bit of a, a spurt probably five, ten years ago when um, Mark Day was making some Sagrantino and Coriol um, and also Oliver Stranger, of course, um, and then seemed to die away. Yeah, I've seen. I know the Oliver's Taranga block. Everyone will when they drive past it because it goes really bright red. Yeah. Because now, because um, that's the that's the trait of that as a grape. Yeah. Um, this block here hasn't done that yet. No. Um, this is a very young young block, young block. So I'll keep watching that to see if that has the same trait about okay. changing colour. The fruit looked good. The fruit looked great. Tasted great too. Yeah. I guess the trouble with varieties like Sagrantino, if you're looking at it from a grape grower's perspective, is you have to row your own boat with that variety. Absolutely. There's not a natural market for no. people who are going to buy that. So you've got, it is, you've got to you know, find um, people to buy and yeah, make or, those yeah, grapes. Or, you, or you've got to make or do it, it yourself. yourself, which is a whole... And that's whole hard work, especially when yeah. you're a grower. You've yeah. got enough hard work going on. Because at least with, it's looking like with Fiano, yes. which is what we looked at first, it's looking like there is a secondary market, market. for that. That's, and also Nero. Yeah, Nero, people... The name's great. You know. Oh, we, can, we love to shorten things in Australia, yeah. so yeah, it, it, works we can, well. it works yeah. well. Um, the Negro Amaro was interesting, though. Had beautiful acidity, lovely thick skins. Still, um, that's something I know Coriol has been working with that again for quite a while. What do you think about Negro Amaro in terms of the veil? Yeah, it, it has a really big bunch with thick skin, which yeah. when you see that, great growers, it's like, oh, big bunch. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah. And it was really juicy. It had lots yeah, of, yeah, lots of yeah. um, juice. Um, so to me, that did look like a, almost like a super Sangiovese. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good call. Yeah. Um, so, but again, how much, how many hectares do you think would be? Oh, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't even check how many there is. Yes, I know. Coriol's got a little bit, but I don't know how much they've got. Yeah, there. no, they're, they're, they're all in the, like, under five under hectare five ranges. Hectares, yeah. 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 But again, probably one to watch. Uh, it's got some possibilities. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is going to be really interesting over the next few years to look at these grape varieties and as you said great to compare them side by side but not always something that you want to be putting your hard-earned money into planting until there's uh, yeah until there's demand more, more but, demand. but you have to make your own demand i know yeah. so how do we make these calls one good thing is all of these grapes are making wines at lower lower alcohol levels lower potential alcohol levels yeah you think that yeah. trend will continue it's still continuing yeah. definitely in the market as far as restaurants and Wine, wine shops, wine bars. I think the public are definitely with this no low alcohol push looking for things that are lower in alcohol. Can you make Shiraz with low alcohol? Well, I know you can. <laughs> um, but how do we adapt our viticultural techniques and our growing techniques to make Shiraz with a little bit less alcohol? Well, the first answer is you pick a bit earlier. Pick a bit earlier? But that takes a bit of faith. Yeah. But I also think there's, good, you know, in the veil... Go back 20 years. What were we picking Shiraz at? Oh, yeah, 15, 14 and a half. 15. Maybe a bit earlier. Maybe. Yeah. No, that's longer than that. Longer that's than that. Longer than that. That's longer than that. Oh, God, yeah. I'm showing my age yeah. now. So, yeah. Um, I think as long as wines are in balance, those wines will always sell because our Shiraz is so good. However, the public tends to be drinking things at the moment that are a lot lighter in alcohol. Well, watch this space. Watch so, this space. Certainly the good thing about all these varieties is they do retain acid. They retain why acid. they've been picked here. They've been selected here because they yep. are 
heat tolerant, tolerant acid retaining. Acid retaining. Yeah. And I think that's that's a real positive. And as I said, but nothing can really replace our old vine Shiraz. I mean, it's unique and it's a lot of what we grow here. Well, thank you for that, Jill. Oh, it's great to walk around here. and yeah, Even in this... Oh, stinking day. Stinking day. Yeah. So good luck to everybody out right. there. And we'll catch up again in a couple of weeks to see how harvest is going to Absolutely. Get you some, try and get you some numbers on yields and things like that. Great. Thank Thanks, you. James. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the McLaren Vale Grape, Wine and Tourism Association, supporting growers in the McLaren Vale wine region.